Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Anderson. So what should we do when the other side is negotiating in bad faith? When we enter into a negotiation, we generally have one goal in mind. We want to reach a deal with the other side. It's our assumption that the other side of the table has the same goal in mind. However, there will be situations in which this may not be the case. As a negotiator, we need to understand that the other side may at times be negotiating in bad faith. We have to be able to realize this, and then we need to know how best to deal with this situation. When the other side does not want to deal. As negotiators, we can forget that not everybody at the bargaining table wants to close a deal, and they may be bargaining in bad faith. No matter what negotiation styles or negotiating techniques we're using. Now, if you don't believe me, then just take a moment and consider the following negotiations. Let's say that a competitor approaches you about a potential partnership. After a series of meetings that seem to you to be promising, however, the other side stops returning your calls. You're left with the nagging suspicion that their only goal is to glean privileged information about your business and use it to gain an advantage in your industry. Or how about this situation? A student who's just finished graduate school is negotiating for their dream job. Trying to drive up the salary that they've been offered, they negotiate an offer from another employer for whom they have zero interest in working in order to use it as a bargaining chip. Or even to improve its global reputation, a national government makes a significant but non-binding financial commitments to a multilateral environmental negotiations in order to secure in the knowledge that its legislator back at home will vote down the agreement and let it off the hook. In each of these negotiating instances, a party entered into the negotiation, bargaining in bad faith with no intention in closing a deal or following through on their negotiated commitments. Let us agree that such behavior is inconsiderate at best, <laughs> immoral, or potentially even illegal at worst. Yet, unfortunately, many of us have likely had to deal with such negotiators or even initiated such negotiations ourselves. <laughs> Come on, admit it. Bad faith negotiations. In a new study, Researchers took a closer look at bargaining in bad faith, at what they term false negotiations, those times when a party engages in a negotiation process with no desire to reach an agreement or with no intention of implementing any agreement that's reached. False negotiators believe that their best alternative to a negotiated agreement, a BATNA, is better than any offer that you could possibly make. Yet, they also believe that in order to sustain or to improve their BATNA, they must go through the motions of negotiating with you. Maybe they hope to gain an offer from you that they can use as leverage to get a better deal elsewhere. Perhaps these negotiators hope to get information from you to use to their advantage and at your expense. 
as in the case of the competitor who negotiates to gain inside information about your company. Pressure from constituents or observers could lead negotiators to enter into a negotiation under false pretenses. Clearly, for the party that's being used, a false negotiation is a waste of their time and money. To make things worse, false negotiators sometimes have incentives to drag a negotiation on for as long as possible. For instance, they would take heat for walking away or are waiting for a better counterpart to come along. Unfortunately, a false negotiation can be very difficult to distinguish from a real negotiation. However, drawing on the results of research, a group of clues have been identified that may help you identify a counterpart who doesn't want to get to yes. False negotiators' bargaining behavior differs from that of sincere negotiators in distinct ways. First, false negotiators respond more slowly to their counterparts, dragging out the negotiation process. False negotiators also delay putting a first offer on the table, typically waiting until their counterpart explicitly asks them to do so. In addition, false negotiators tend to make fewer relevant statements than sincere negotiators. Rather than staying on task, false negotiators are more likely to ramble about issues and concerns unrelated to the negotiation. As compared with sincere negotiators, false negotiators are more likely to mention constraints such as accountability to their superiors that they claimed were limiting their ability to reach agreement. At the same time, false negotiators try to counterbalance this behavior with explicit promises to cooperate. What all of this means for you. The goal of any principal negotiation is for both sides to find a way to reach an agreement. As negotiators, when we enter into a negotiation, it's our belief that the other side wants a deal just as much as we do. However, there may be times when this is not the case. The other side may not be committed to reaching a deal with us. They're just going through the motions. We need to understand why this can happen and what we can do when it happens. There can be many different situations in which a party enters into a negotiation, bargaining in bad faith with no intention of closing a deal or following through on negotiated commitments. What we need to realize is that bad faith negotiators believe that their best alternative to a negotiated agreement, BATNA, is better than any offer that you could possibly make. Additionally, false negotiators sometimes have incentives to drag a negotiation for as long as possible. The good news is that there's a number of clues that we can use to detect when the other side is negotiating in bad faith. Using this information, we can take steps to minimize the amount of time that we waste with them. There's always the chance that the other side really does not want to reach a deal with you. 
as negotiators, this is something that we need to always keep in mind. We need to detect when it starts to look like a deal will never be possible. Once we come to this conclusion, it's in our own best interests to end the negotiations and then spend our time doing something that's more useful. Good luck.